We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. My boy, Chanel Event Rental. Shout out Scrap. He gives out chairs, tables. I'll get a table for him. I'll rent a table. If the Bills win right. by more than seven points, I will jump through a table. Ooh! Okay. Oh! They're awesome. They're awesome. On All video. Right. You got this on, on tape, YouTube, right? On the I Team 980 YouTube. Oh, yeah, I got this. We got this on, on tape. All right, we'll do that. Thank you, Mark. Who would dare say such a thing? Viva Las Vegas! Las Vegas! That was Yeah, last week. Saying that if the Bills won by seven or more, that he would gladly jump through a table. And this week we said, hey, man, when are you going to do it? And he's like, you know, Brewster, my knee's hurting. My ass is hurting. Well, blame Wizards. Blame Wizards you know, GM my, Will Dawkins I, I for why my, my knee hurts. I dropped my phone on the train tracks. Uh, what, what happened today? Where, where was your phone today? <laughs> I'm yelling at it <laughs> during commercial breaks. Yeah. But no, my oh, knee is. Oh, I, oh, oh, that's a, that's a whole, whole nother story. That's a whole but where was story. your phone today? When I uh, when I arrived and and I was told to ask oh, you about it. Oh, it was under the Mac of future Hall of Famer Brian Mitchell over at over in the big leagues. It, Un- he was under he stole the Mac? my under the Mac. What's yeah, the Mac? He's, you have a Dell desktop, so you oh, clearly oh, are Mac not a Mac is in user. the computer. Oh, I don't God. blame you. Yeah. I blame. No, I, blame I just other I didn't understand the lingo. Yeah, okay. Brian, Brian Mitchell stole my phone. Uh-huh. Either he stole it or or, or Matt or Matt gave it to him. It. I'm still trying to figure out what happened. I didn't do that. Okay. Well, oh, you know, you got to be more. I need, I need Matt like to come. Oh, this that was going to sound crazy. I was going to say I need Matt to come home with me. But Hello. that was going to say pause. <laughs> now, I, after what I just experienced, Matty Eyes, I don't know if you want to do that. Literally, I'm totally distracted during the break. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look up RPO stats. I'm trying to look up play action and why the commanders refuse uh, to run play action and all that stuff. Right? Well, it's probably because they don't run the ball, uh, which the number <laughs> nerds tell you that has no connection, which they're all no. wrong. And Kyle I saw Shanahan's you and Steven right. Ruiz yeah. this morning. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's right as always. I'll trust Kyle Shanahan more than Brendan Dar. Anyway. <clears throat> So during the break, he's literally screaming about some jibber-jabber stuff. I don't know even what – I'm not even paying attention. And after like two minutes, because that's how he he tweets at people, he yells into his phone, right, for voice dictation. Mm -hmm. After about two minutes, I'm like, brother, are you you yelling at – are you yelling at me or are you (laughs) talking to your phone? He goes, I don't know. I'm, I'm yelling at everybody. He goes, I do this all the time at home. I and do. I'm like, oh my God, the last place I would want to watch a game with you <laughs> would be at home. Oh, I don't do it during I don't even get on Twitter during games. Like when we're doing but, but the But you just show, watch the game and you and you yell and scream. No, 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 no. No, I don't. I don't watch the game. I mean, that way. I'm actually pretty quiet during the okay. game. Okay. I do an in game show. But that, I can't well, I be know, quiet. Right. But you can't you can't just say what I, you yeah. want. But if you were watching a game and not doing an in game show. I probably I don't really say a lot. I really like to I feel like if you're you're talking too much, you can't okay. really watch. So like I agree I, with halftime, you. I'll, I'll, I'll you'll, open you'll up go my off notebook. on a tirade. Yeah, I'll open up okay. my notebook and because I take okay. notes with every game that I okay. watch, not just the Commanders. Right, 
Right. That's how I was able to compile okay. another super six pack. Okay. I, I was just I was just <clears throat> curious because man, were you yelling and, and barking? Oh and well, barking is more. I just didn't know what you were doing. And I just wanted to make sure. All right, let's get back to the calls. Uh three oh one two three oh zero nine eighty on the Ace Law listener lines. Chuck in South Carolina on the Odyssey app. Chuck. You've been hanging on for a while. Chuck, thank you for being patient. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good, Chuck. I'm good, What's going Chuck. On? I just want to weigh in real quick on the quarterback situation and how to mismanagement. And this is just my opinion. Um, but I feel like since Ron has been here, he's really missed. And, and my thing is, I felt like, like last year when he went out and got went, and I felt like he should have went after somebody like a Jordan Love or or Mason Rudolph, somebody young and still under a rookie contract with a bigger upside than somebody like Carson Wentz because, you know, I mean, it, it seems like, he, it, to me, I don't think Ron's going to be here regardless whether we win or whatever. And we can win with uh, Howell. I actually like Howell as a quarterback, but it's just the fact that it's all about the situation that you put the quarterback in. Everybody has to help everybody. And I feel like a quarterback's best friend could be a tight end, could be the running game. But they've shown the fact that they don't like to use the running game, and it makes us struggle. It makes the offensive line look bad or worse than what it really is. And I think the offensive line is really serviceable. Thank you. Just fact, Thank you, Chuck. You know I mean? it's, but Tired but of hearing about the offensive line being use, bad. You have to use what you have. Like, we have a good young team, man, but it's all about – I feel like Sam Howell, what we have right now in Sam, we need to dink and dunk. We don't need to be doing all this seven step. This is a, we need to get the ball out quick, 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 quick. Totally agree. And that, that, think, no, that, you're, yeah. you're, you're right on. That's what we've been screaming about all week. One-step pivot drops, and you can't do this every quick play. Game. you got to mix it up. Quick game, quick Passes, screens, slants, smokes, tunnel screens. Well, can, I, can I give you uh, this, though? You know, all, all that. That's what Patrick Mahomes – see, people think Patrick Mahomes just throws the ball all over the place. Patrick Mahomes majors in dink and dunk offense. Yes. He's just really right, good right. at it. He's just really good at it. Can I, can I, give, you, can I give you all some numbers yep. on to, – to, so they are trying to do the quick passing game. Short left. They have 33 pass attempts. Short right, 32 pass attempts. Short middle, 26. He's got seven deep right attempts, five deep left attempts, four deep middle attempts. Mm -hmm. So a majority of the passing is going underneath. Needs to be more, though. (laughs) It needs to be more, and it needs to... See, you can... uh, And appreciate the phone call, Chuck. Good uh, good call. Um, I think you can... I think you can throw to the left or throw to the middle, or short middle, or whatever, but if you're taking a seven-step drop or a five-step really drop, yes. does it really matter? I and, I, I, I and, and, and here's the thing. Somebody brought it up to us yesterday. Is it because he can't see on a one-step pivot drop with it and flip his hips? He leads the NFL drop. in batted balls. Right, right. So is that part of the reason? And by dropping back five, seven-step drops or at a shotgun, another five-step drop, so you're 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage, yeah, part of the reason why you're throwing short Mm -hmm. is even though he can make every throw, he's under pressure enough where he's trying to get rid of it and trying to throw it to somewhere where he can make a play out of desperation as opposed to design. You know, and, and that's... 
again, I want this offense to be a little bit more by design as opposed to desperation. Correct. And I think it can be better in design if you run the ball more, if you run more play action, if you run a sprinkle more of RPO, if you run more three-step drops. You know what? Line up in pistol, okay, which is what? Five yards behind the line of scrimmage, roughly? Mm Mm-hmm. Then do a three-step drop. So now you're eight. Instead of lining up and gun, okay, with an empty backfield set or with no, or, or with your running back offset to you, and you're if you're in if you're in pistol, what are you four or five yards behind the line of scrimmage, right? If you're in gun, you're probably seven. six or seven, right? So then, if you're in gun and you take a five-step drop off a gun, where are you now? 11, 12 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Whereas if you line up and say pistol, you could still have guys offset of you, running backs. You could still have guys behind you if you want to, i.e. running backs, for a different look. And if you're three-step dropping out of pistol, now you're seven or so yards behind the line of scrimmage instead of 11 or 12. Right. I think that's. I agree with you. I think that's an adjustment you can make, and I, I think I, that's an adjustment Sam can make. I think they're or, very or EB and, and Sam can make within the building. I think they're very cognizant of what is being said outside of the building, and I think they're going to make it a concerted effort to have balance against Philadelphia. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. And, but but my thing is like, why did it have to take going scoreless for fifty eight minutes well, to go? Hmm. Because I think they fell in love with what they saw in Denver. I think they fell in love with themselves. And I think that happens a lot in today's NFL. Ooh, we can get big chunk yards by throwing to John Bates on third and 12 down the sideline for 34. Mm -hmm. Ooh, we can get big plays out of Terry because Terry's awesome and he's just able to outrun a couple of safeties that were slower than him. Oh, we can, you know, do this and we can do that. And Sam can make every throw and we'll hold up. And maybe we won't hold up every play, but we'll hold up enough on this play if a guy gets open. And then we find out, you know what, against a more conservative defense, because Vance Joseph likes to blitz a lot. I don't remember how much Vance Joseph actually blitzed in that game, but he blitzed a lot, I think, in the first half, certainly. But against Buffalo, a team that plays a largely cover two shell, right, with two very versatile safeties. Like I was rewatching, somebody put it up. Maybe it was Tan Todd. I can't remember. Those guys do a good job too. So mm-hmm. I want to give them a shout. I think it was them. But they showed like an all twenty two camera shot of Micah Hyde, wrote you know showing cover two, rotating down at the time of the snap, and and then jumping a pass for the interception right in the in in the left flat. Like, that's really hard to read. I don't know if drops or if an experienced quarterback or whatever is going to always figure that out, but here's what I know. That's hard for a rookie-plus quarterback to figure that out. Like, that's hard for a rookie-plus quarterback to figure it out. So hopefully they'll be able to pick on Philadelphia a little bit more because Philadelphia, even though I have Slay and Bradbury, they're a little, I think, a little suspect at their safety position, yeah. uh, Reed Blankenship is a pretty good player, but he seems more like a downhill kind Thumper, of create, yeah, and, create yeah. plays at the line of scrimmage. They lost Char- uh, uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson. Uh, not that he was great, great in coverage, but he was good enough in coverage. Yeah. 
I think they can be picked on at the nickel. They've already lost Avante Maddox uh, for the year. Bradbury played some in the nickel. The other kid, 28, who took a pass interference penalty and got picked on a little bit, played a little in the slots. I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but I think you can make some plays in the passing game. The whole key, obviously, will be whether Sam will have, A, enough time, or B, whether the offensive line will just give him, hey, man, like if you like if two and a half seconds is the standard, can you give me – can you give me three and a quarter, which is a lot to ask for? Can you give me but three dude. and a quarter instead of me getting my my lights lit up at two point eight seconds? So this does is, that make sense? This is via Pro Football Reference because mm-hmm. I, I gotta I I think as two dudes in this market that have pretty pretty big voices, we 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 owe it to the Commanders' offensive line to to go to bat for them. When it kind of feels like everyone's trying to take a crap on him right now. This is via pro football reference. Average time the quarterback had in the pocket between the snap and throwing the ball or pressure collapsing the pocket. 2.7, right? He's first in the NFL in that. So how can the offensive line be bad, yet he's first in that category? He's holding on to the ball too long. Look at the other guys that are in this category with him. His number is 2.7 and he's first in the NFL in terms of average? Yes, him and in, Russell in Wilson. In terms of it's average a bunch time of to throw? It's a bunch of guys tied. It's okay. Russell Wilson, it's Sam Howell, it's Justin Fields, well, what it's I Zach don't Wilson, know if it's it, Anthony it, Richardson. I don't know if Pro Football Reference uses the sacks because GSIS, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sorry, not GSIS, Next Gen Stats does not use the sacks. Okay. So they might be using the sacks in Pro Football Reference's numbers. What about pressure I'm not percentage? Sure. Uh, pressure percentage was, what, 20? I, I gave it out yesterday, I think almost 25%. Is what I had from Pro Football Reference. Pro Football Reference Howell tw- is at thirteenth in the NFL in okay. pressure percentage. I had uh, Which yeah, I had twenty four point four pressure percentage, uh, eight hits, three hurries, nineteen sacks, ninety nine attempts, but obviously uh, probably about a hundred and thirty or so dropbacks. You know because you got to count the sacks and the scrambles. So l- listen, here's the deal. I have said um, I remember after the Denver game when everybody was killing Wiley. Okay, mm-hmm. look. Wiley has not been good. No. Nick Gates has not been good. I would not tell you that they've been good in pass protection. But A, they've been pretty good, both pretty good in run blocking. And B, we cannot, as much as we want to, don't want to, whatever, just isolate three snaps and say somebody's horrible. I understand you can't give up three sacks in a game. I get it. I understand those are game-changing plays. But we do have to have context and balance. And I said on two scoring plays – in the Arizona game and in the Denver game on the Terry McLaurin touchdown, Andrew Wiley was awesome on those snaps. Right. Now, again, that's part of the reason why they worked. Again, so th- there's it just all, like yeah. context and balance to everything. Literally. And I think the, the sooner we understand that, I, I think the better off we'll be. Now, there's – I don't know if you saw this from Warren Sharp yesterday. He tweeted this out after the show. So there have been 212 touchdown drives this season. Only 13 of them did the offense allow a sack. The percentage of drives an offense allows at least one sack in 2023. Of course, Washington isn't first because Sam So Howell, only 13 of the 202 touchdown drives? There have been Had a sack? Yes. Okay, which, which screams what? Everything that I've been saying since Robert Griffin got here, and people used to tell me I was insane, I, would, I said, this is me. I wrote this yes. back in 2013, I think it was, that a sack 
depending on the offense you run and depending on who your quarterback is, a sack could be similar or sometimes even worse and more prohibitive than an interception. Yeah, 100%. Because a sack in the wrong offense with the wrong quarterback and maybe the wrong offensive line and maybe the wrong play killer is a drive killer. Yeah. A drive killer. Whereas if you get it, throw an interception sometimes, like Josh Allen's interception to Kendall Fuller last week. Essentially a punt. Right. If... He now, knew that now you can't it, so. say that about Sam Howell on third and 19 when he throws the interception to, um, uh, what was the his name, 43, the Bernard. Yeah. That's not you're the same f- as a you're punt. You're in field goal range. Because like, you're in field yeah. goal range. Yes. So there is context right. and nuance. So, uh, again, uh, like every number, every stat, everything mm. has to be taken in some sort of context and Correct. nuance. Everything. All right, 319, Team 980. More of your calls coming up. I know. I know. Just be patient. Uh, We will get to you as soon as we can. If we don't get to you today, we'll get to you tomorrow. Uh, I appreciate all you guys listening. I appreciate all you guys calling. But we also have to have these layered debates and these layered arguments so that we're painting the right picture or at least being responsible with the arguments that we make on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, right back to it. 324 on the Team 980. we got a ton of calls, so we'll try and get to as many as we can. If we don't get to you today, um, you know, my fault. Uh, but, you know, um, try and get to as many as we can. Let's go to uh, Mo and Frederick right here on the Team 980. What up, Mo? How are you? Good, good. What's going on, Mo? I have to say that um, I, I agree with you that uh, EB definitely got way too happy and way too comfortable. Which it was a good uh, vote of confidence for Sam, but way too early because way too much he hasn't seen yet. Which led to uh, uh, all those interceptions. But organizationally, I believe for years we've had spent decades on win now, win now, and that's gotten us nothing. Um, so now that we're playing the long game, which is basically developing a rookie, um, we're going to see four pick games here and fumbles here because he has to see these looks like Micah Hyde dropping into a zone mm-hmm. that the dude vacated on the blitz. So, I mean, this is part of the long game, man. Ron is the man because, in a sense, he's pretty much sacrificing his career for our future, and I, and I see it. And I think Sal is, uh, Sam Howe is the real deal. And he just uh, got to see all these things so he can go through um, all these ups and downs. And the O-line, he's doing good. He's holding the ball just a little too long. You know, Mo, it's an interesting point that you're making because basically the you're the opposite of how most people, fans, media, Linnell, thinks, which is <laughs> do whatever it takes to win right here, right now. Screw everything else. And, and that's – I'm built more like you are, and I'm not saying I don't want to win. I'm built more like you and, quite honestly, more like Ron is, long-term, big picture. Linnell and I think a lot of society are basically built completely the opposite. 
and 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 that's just philosophy and how we are as individuals. But that's not why we love Linnell because he's huge overreaction. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate, well, appreciate you both. Thank you. Man. We we absolutely love Nell, especially when he's yelling at his phone, and I think he's yelling at me, and he's yelling at anybody and everyone who will listen. Hmm. Uh, let, let's. I'm, okay? I'm getting I'm getting you sleepy. Okay over there? I'm getting sleepy from all this yelling. You're getting sleepy from all this yelling. Get some more sleep at, at night, son. This is a workout. Th- this, this is, is a workout. You know what's a verbal program. workout is you yelling at your phone during the breaks. Yeah, I don't stop. For three I don't, hours I don't straight, wanna, I, I don't want to do the show during the breaks. You're right. It takes a lot of energy to do it out of the breaks. Let's get to Nate and Upper Marlboro on the fan. What's up, Nate? How are you on the fan? Well, on Team 980. What's up, Nate? I ain't know much. Um... I just got to say, man, I agree with you, Linnell. Two days in a row, man. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's it's me and Nate world, man. I just living in it. Listen, I'm not not mad at um, Eververa for, you know, for keeping how, but it's the plan with it, man. I mean, in my personal opinion, if if, if that's what you was going to do, then you should have invested heavily in the officer line. To me, it should have been, it should have been position battles, the whole camp with yep. the best. You should have had about fifteen offensive linemen in there, and the best ones win because you know the boy gonna make mistakes. So you got to keep them upright. And then, also, I, I agree with y'all about, um, you know, the the, the changes they got to make. But I think instead of just going to pistol and saying, well, let's go to pistol and do that. I think we got to do a variety of things. I think they got to mix it up. They got to play football. Yeah, you could play. You could be in shotgun sometimes. Go to pistol sometimes. Go under center sometimes. I mean, because honestly, when you under center, that's the hardest thing for the defense. They don't know if you're going to pass. Mm-hmm. They don't know if you're going to hand it off. Yep. They don't know if you're going to drop straight back. They don't know if it's going to be a, a, a running back draw. I mean, to me, play action is much up, more effective under center to me too. Exactly. When they mix it up, it, it, it's. I think the offense is much more, more potent, and not just for us. You know, um, across the NFL, honestly. And um, the other thing, also, like I do agree with with JYD, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I do agree with him that they 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 should have went to the coaches and find out what 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 Sam does the best. They should have went to his college coach because it's been shown repeatedly repeatedly in the NFL, and I'm a believer. In sports, that you 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 develop a player to his strengths, to his strengths, and his and as you develop his strengths, you work on his weaknesses through that to where his weaknesses become competent. You know what I mean? No, but you, 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 you're 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 right, Nate. In in that, you want him to grow and 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 be comfortable and and, and accelerate his development. But here's what I'm telling you: you can't run RPO every. Like, but I don't Eagle, even think that's the answer. Well, but the Eagles run a lot more RPO. I, I would have to look up how many times they've run RPO through three games. Right. But 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 they have an unbelievable offensive line and a quarterback yeah. that, quite honestly, I don't think but, is as good of a pure passer as Sam Howell is. But, but what I'm saying is, you don't have to just run RPO. That's run, what I'm saying. Run right. it more. Sprinkle it in there. Run it you more. Know? Yes, I agree. <clears throat> I agree with that. Thanks, Dave. Right, Appreciate man. it. Did we take two calls that segment? Uh, right? We, we took two. Okay. Uh, before we get to the trending alert, mm-hmm. 
You brought up a question. Yeah. Is Sam Howell more like what we saw last Sunday against oh Buffalo? Oh, my gosh. I don't have my notebook. Oh. Where did it go? I don't know. Dude. B-Mitch might have stolen it. B-Mitch might have stolen it. I was going to say, it. brother, I love you. You're the man. Stop losing things. B-Mitch stole my phone. You'd lose not... your head if it wasn't attached to your shoulders. That's very true. My super six pack was written on my notebook. Okay. And I, oh, well, God. answer this, and then we'll find it while okay. I'm doing other things. Okay. Look, look, look at how good of a guy Matty is. He's just racing around to try and find your notebook. Anyway, is Sam Howell more closer to what we saw last week against mm-hmm. Buffalo, or closer to what we saw two weeks ago against Denver? Not forget about Arizona, the highest of the highs for probably mm-hmm. Denver against a team that just got shredded like mozzarella for 70 points and could have could have been a lot worse. No, way worse. Or scoreless uh scoreless for 58 and a half minutes against Buffalo. I think it's somewhere in between, but that's not the fun answer. Right. That's a cop out answer, but I, that's exactly where I am too. Yeah, but I think, I think he's more closer to Denver than how bad he was against Buffalo. I think he's. I, I think the more and more data we get on Denver, we're going to realize that they're probably the worst team in football. Worse I, than I don't know. I don't know what's going they on. They gave I, up seventy yeah. points, and they could have been worse. Mike White came in right. and threw two touchdowns. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. I don't know why their defense is so bad. I expected their All offense of a sudden, to struggle. Their defense just I don't know why their defense is so bad. I mean, Frank Clark obviously missing the safety, missing I, any defense with Patrick Sertain should, should be, not be that yeah, bad. You have a number one corner. Right. You got a pass rusher, right. Randy Gregory. Right. Like I, I don't should know. Should not be that bad. Um, but the bottom line is, is you. <laughs> My man Brandon Ray, my Uber from earlier, uh, said you do be losing things, homie. I left my AirPods in his car, and now he... Oh, but we still can't find your notebook? We still can't find the notebook. That's crazy. Let me take the time out. Let me do the trending alert while Nell goes to look for his notebook, his phone, his head that isn't attached to his shoulders. Uh, and what else did you lose? Your keys? Did you lose your lunch? Hopefully you didn't lose that. No, I would never lose food related. Yeah, of course. Let's do a trending <laughs> alert. All right, the Detroit Lions try and improve to 3 and 1 and they'll try and do it at Lambeau Field tonight in Green Bay, Wisconsin 8:15. Coverage underway here at 8 o'clock on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app for Thursday night. Football again, the pack two and one as well. They're expected to get Aaron Jones uh, and Christian Watson back into the fold uh, for the first time this year. Coverage again at eight o'clock after talking Terps with Coach Locks as the Maryland Terrapins from seven to eight will be covered here on the Team Nine Eighty as they look to go to five and zero oh on Saturday in College Park against Indiana. Meanwhile, the Orioles will try and win the American League East magic number of one. They host the Boston Red Sox. Speaking of the Red Sox, former pitcher Tim Wakefield, the knuckleballer, apparently and reportedly dealing with brain cancer. Now, the problem is, is nobody was supposed to find out about it. But Kurt Schilling mentioned it publicly without permission. And that's how everybody found out about it. And the Red Sox had to issue a statement condemning the fact that Kurt Schilling wasn't supposed to say anything. Kurt Schilling, ladies and gentlemen, America's hero. And I say that in sarcasm. And that's what's trending.
right back with you. 337 Dumb Dumb of the Day coming up uh, before the end of the show. Craig Hoffman at that point. He'll take you through on your Thursday afternoon. Nell finishing up his two-day stay here in the big chair. And you have a super six-pack, or are we scratching that because once again you've lost something else? Well, no. The committee the committee has sent over a copy of the, the super six-pack. The committee, yes. The committee. You Wait. Wait. You, well, you have a, your own committee? I have my own committee. Th- this is the greatest power-ranking system in sports media, Chris Russell. So, of course, we have a committee that works on this. 100%. We stay up late at night. We burn the midnight oil. And we come up with a list for you people to let you know who are really the top six teams in the National Football League. It just is what it is. Well, why don't we do it then? Big voice guy. Let me let me hear from you. I mean, Nell Super Six Pack. Three, three, two, one. All right, let's do it. Where's the fancy music? Oh, there it is. Nell Super Six Pack. The, commi- top- the committee was the, the committee was a little slow on the they fancy were. music. The committee, well, the committee spoken. bailed your ass out. They did. They bailed yeah. me out completely. Now there is definitely, definitely some changes in L Super Six Pack. It was a crazy weekend in the NFL. We saw Miami score seventy. It, it, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start at number six though. Mm-hmm. Team that is returning to my Super Six Pack. They were there originally in Week One. Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns, or should I say Miles Garrett in the Cleveland Browns. Three and a half sacks on Sunday, Rooster. Mm-hmm. Having two tight ends, having to follow him across the formation. Through three games, the Cleveland Browns have given up, I believe it's a tick over 500 yards. It is the most in a, or the least given up in a three-game stretch since the 70s. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal what Jim Schwartz has got them doing. They're number six in my Super Six Pack. Phenomenal. Number five, no Super Six Pack. My top six teams in the NFL the Philadelphia Eagles, they, they hold on to their number five spot. I was thoroughly unimpressed by Jalen Hurts in their passing game on Monday night. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they're able to whoop up on us. Maybe they get to slide up a little bit more in their Super Six Pack. They come in at number five, though. I don't think they'll be in this for long. Number four, no Super Six Pack. The quarterback that I can't stand the most, Brock Purdy in the San Francisco 49ers. It's hard for me to deny a team that is dominant on both sides of the line of scrimmage. This is why... Philly and San Fran have been 4-5 for pretty much the whole year, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Both teams, I think, are handicapped offensively, but San Fran has more weapons, which is why they come in at number four. Making their debut mm-hmm. in Nell's Super Six Pack, mm-hmm. it is the daddy of the Washington Commanders, the Buffalo Bills, coming in at number three after their 37-3 beatdown. They cracked the list. This is two weeks in a row. Josh Allen and company have been absolutely dominant. Anytime you hold a team scoreless for over 58 minutes, mm-hmm. you're doing something right. Right. Josh Allen continues to lead the NFL in passer rating outside of the pocket. And guess what? Ken Dorsey keeps getting him outside oh, of the pocket. Wait a second. I thought Josh Allen couldn't compete unless he had Brian Dable. Yeah. At his side. I, I, that's what they said. I mean, that's what they I said. Know, that's what they said. I mean, coaching means everything. Yeah, coaching means a lot. Uh, ta- individual talent doesn't mean anything. Still leads the NFL in turnover since 2018, so tread lightly. Number two in those super six-pack, you guys are going to hate me, the Dolphins. Yes, they scored 70 points, but Washington scored 35 against that same Denver defense. So how much does it really mean? Look, love what two is doing. The pass rush is playing well. Teron Armstead in the offensive line blocking well. Devin A-Chain running loose. 
You know who? It's did, beautiful. You know who didn't start Devin A. Chain? Who didn't? Last week in their fantasy. Is it? Uh, does it? Does his name rhyme with cat lice? Oh, Chris Hussle. Chris Huss. Silly of you, Chris Hussle. Dolphins coming to number two I still for me won, though. though. Still he won. scored forty nine and a half points. I don't play in, in the station league. Wow. Or in the show league. In the show league. I don't play fantasy football. I, I never have. You're t- you're too big and how powerful. <laughs> Here and we mighty. go. Number one coming in. Botd. That's what I keep calling them. Benefit of the doubt. Kansas City Chiefs. They will remain number one until I feel like Patrick Mahomes isn't the best quarterback. Their defense is playing really well. I can't wait to see them on Sunday Night Football this week against the Jets so America can be introduced to the most unheralded corner in all of football, Trent McDuffie. Mm. You look up his pro football focus rating, it's number one in the entire national football. You know what helps that? What helps? Playing the Bears and the Jets back-to-back weeks. Well, they played the Lions week one and held them to 21 points. It's a pretty high-octane offense. That is... No super six pack. All right, so wait, number six, you got the Browns. Number Browns. five, I wasn't paying attention. Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> number four. I'm, I'm just being honest. Number four, the 49ers. Four Niners. Three, Buffalo, the a.k.a. Bu- the commander's father. The Bills Mafia. Mm-hmm. Two, Miami. which you might as well be a part of, being that you're going to jump through a table, right? Yes. Number two, <laughs> Miami. And two number Miami. one. Kansas City. The BOTD boys. Benefit of the doubt. The Kansas City Chiefs. If you were if you were comparing credit in the real world to football, the Chiefs have like an eight fifty credit score. Real quickly, who would win a game right now if the Chiefs and the Dolphins were playing this Sunday? Right now, Miami, Miami, Miami in Kansas City. Ooh, well, Detroit did it. Thing I love about the Dolphins, no Chris Jones, no no Chris. Kelsey. Well, that's true. I mean, Ooh. Kelsey, Kelsey was, uh, you know, he was getting his ankle uh, rubbed by Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was a good decision, by the way. I'm just saying. What Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Yeah. By the way, she has been announced for Sunday Night Football. Yes, the Swifties are going to be in effect on. Oh, Sunday. you know, I, N- just, NBC's eating I'm this up. I'm happy that I'm going to be driving home from Philadelphia mm-hmm. and listening on Odyssey mm-hmm. via Westwood One because mm-hmm. they're going to mention it. But I'm not going to have to see it. No, right? They will mention because it, I'm every sure. other every other shot will be Taylor Swift. By the way, shout out to Mike Mayock getting right back in the booth after just being hot garbage with the Las Vegas Raiders and setting their franchise back years. Him and John Gruden, what they did? Sorry, Jay, what they did? Cleveland Farrell? No, Are you kidding? They, they did not do a good job. Hell out of here, man! But, I mean, let, let, let's stop killing people that Mike Mayock can't analyze a football game. Oh, I'm not saying. I'm saying shout out to him. He's back in the booth where he yeah. belongs. Well, not he, he was making with picks. Westwood one last year. Okay. He just doesn't do a full schedule. Okay, well, he's, he's good. I love yeah. him. I think he's damn I good. Think he's, I think he's great at evaluating. I've been watching. I've been talent. watching Mike Mayock. I don't, I don't know how good know, he is at evaluating college tape. If you can't pick the players, well, I, again, I, I don't know what he was doing. In, in I'm but either. but you, you know what, Gruden, Je- John, had more power than Mayock. Yeah, that's the problem. Because when is Gruden ever drafted? Right. Well, just because you do the QB that's, school, that's part of the problem. Yeah, and you know how coaches are—they sometimes fall in love with people. That's those Gruden's, man. Yeah, I mean Rivera too. Yeah. Some, some, sometimes Jay had an affinity Kyle for Shanahan. Colt. Jay loved Colt. Kyle Shanahan fell in love with Trey Lance and splat. Well, yeah, Kyle Shanahan's got a got a heart of gold. <laughs> you say that so facetious. That was not facetious. Oh. I'm upset that Jay Gruden didn't respond to my text message. I thought we were tighter than that, Jay. Do, do you know that Jay Gruden tweeted yeah, me 
which prompted me to text them. I mean, I, I mean, I, I did tag him, but rem- the other day he said he's not really on Twitter. His son set it up, and then bam, within like two minutes, Jay's throwing jabs, haymakers at me. Yeah, it's interesting, but it was fun. It was yeah, fun. I enjoyed maybe, it. Maybe he'll respond back at some point, but it, probably not. Yeah. He's all over. For a guy that's not on Twitter, he sure is everywhere on he's, Twitter all of a he's, sudden. He's, he's, 33rd team, point bet. Yeah, he's waking up. I mean, yeah, he's, he's trying yeah. to make himself. Child star and the comedian. I mean, I mean he's listen, everywhere. Listen, you know, you, you got to make some money. I mean, you got to be out there. I was making that money, man. You know? <laughs> I mean, just like Chase Young did, right? He's making that ah! money, babe. <laughs> By the way, somehow you made it through two shows. With me not being able to pick on you about Chase Young doing a silly dance after helping to make a third down stop with Emmanuel Forbes the other day. Sorry, he wanted to show some enthusiasm. I I can He's show. He's got a personality. I can show enthusiasm in a lot of ways. High five, pat on the ass. I mean, him and Emmanuel. Tap on the helmet. It was a good two step they had going. All right, coming up, dum dum of the day, mm. and uh, just a little hint on this one. We mentioned it in the trending alert just about. 15 minutes ago. So hopefully you were listening, but we have an addition to the story, which makes it even sadder okay. and better. I'm, I'm all here for sadder and better. On the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Uh, usually this song puts you in a kind of a good mood and you're thinking good things about the city of Boston, right? The Red Sox, the Red Sox, Tom Brady, and the Patriots, Tommy, even the Bruins or the Celtics. Well, today we don't have good news. Instead, we have an idiot in the news and really <laughs> bad news. And that's how we will wrap up the show. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day. So everybody knows that Kurt Schilling was a great pitcher. Everybody knows the bloody sock. Linnell, you know the bloody sock? I do not know the bloody sock. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I'm not a help here. You're I, not. It's too, I'm too young. I was seven. Yeah. Right. Okay. Anyway, bloody sock, 2004. <laughs> Kurt Schilling was like a baseball icon, right? Tough guy, great pitcher, Mm -hmm. just did it in big spots. Well, unfortunately, since he's retired, he's become an absolute world-class jackass. And maybe he was while he was playing, but nobody was paying attention. So check this out. Mentioned this at 3.30. Mm -hmm. Tim Wakefield, the former knuckleballer who gave up a series-winning, game-winning home run to current Yankee manager Aaron Boone, in Game 7 of the LCS to go to the World Series before the Red Sox won in 2004. I think this was in 2003, if memory serves me correct. Anyway, Tim Wakefield, knuckleballer, successful pitcher, is dealing, unfortunately, with brain cancer. To make things worse, his wife, Stacy, is battling pancreatic cancer. So what did Kurt Schilling do? He went on his podcast... He went on his podcast that nobody should be listening to. <laughs> the Kurt Schilling Baseball Show yesterday. It's a creative name. And shared that information publicly for the first time. Nobody knew about it. Forcing the Red Sox to issue a statement today. Confirming, quote, information has been shared publicly without their, meaning the Wakefields, both of them, 
without their permission. We are aware of the statements and inquiries about the health of Tim and Stacy Wakefield. Unfortunately, this information has been shared publicly without their permission. Their health is deeply personal matter. They intended to keep private as they navigate treatment and work to tackle this disease. Tim and Stacy are supportive, appreciative of the sport and love that's always been extended to them and ask respectfully for privacy at the time. Now, he said he didn't know Schilling at the time that he said it if Wakefield wanted the news shared. You know, why would you ask something like that? Hey, man, I'm really sorry about your cancer. I'm really sorry your wife's going. It's awful. Like, why would, you, why would you not ask it? He said, Tim Wakefield is sick. Recently, Tim was diagnosed with a very serious, very aggressive form of brain cancer. The situation in Tim's case is incredibly serious as he went in and had surgery. And his wife is very sick with pancreatic cancer. We can keep going. Well, Jason Veritek, who was the longtime catcher for Tim Wakefield, for Kurt Schilling, who a multi-time World Series champion, his wife... His wife, Catherine, today said on X, quote, bleep you, Kurt Schilling. But she didn't say bleep. She used the F word. <laughs> yes, that wasn't your place. Bleep you, Kurt Schilling. That wasn't your place. End quote. And that's the story for right now. Two people that are struggling and hopefully not dying of cancer, but... That's the reality. Who wanted privacy, who did not want the rest of the world to know what they're going through, were put on public, not blast, but well, public display uh, by Kurt Schilling, who is a guy who has literally one-tenth of an ounce of common sense in so many ways in his feeble brain. And I hope that message carries through to all you knuckleheads that think... He's speaking for America? No, Because trust me, Jack, he ain't speaking for America. He ain't speaking for me. That's crazy. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Craig Hoffman is up next. Nell's Super Six Pack. Browns, Eagles, 49ers, Bills, Dolphins, Chiefs number one. In order. We'll post it up on Twitter. Back tomorrow. Solo. But your picks and predictions and your Sunday Six Pack. Six picks. Against the NFL spread, including the Commanders and the Eagles. We'll do that nah, tomorrow. Craig Hoffman coming up next. He'll take you home on a Thursday afternoon. Adios. Thanks to Matt. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.